0: Welcome to Coney talk podcast hello everybody how are you doing you're listening to Coney talk podcast the bite Size show i'm your host alex first time guests welcome and to my returning listeners glad to have you as well on the show i pick out my top three arsenal performers in the game and the other guy below par first game of 2023 Arsenal versus Newcastle at the Emirates. One of the most nervous game, I'll tell you. It's number one at the top versus number three in the table. This was a game of defenses. Very tight, small windows, quick close downs. I mean, just, I'm pretty sure everyone had nerves, just like I did. Saka in the first few minutes looked very bright, connecting with uh, Odegaard, as with the rest of the team, how they start the same rhythm of you know, heavy possession and dominance. But that fizzled out quickly because New- Newcastle came right into the game bringing their own physicality. For me, a lot was riding on party because that middle, Newcastle looked really fierce. They just were ready to pounce on any mistakes or broken passes. And the way we were, it just felt like party was cut in between three of their uh, front attack and the way they were just wanted to push things out. But... I'm glad he just really showed his display of excellence and how he was very pressure-resistant. No easy breakdown, and it looked like they were trying to get Arsenal in a very heavy pedestrian mode. It looked like looked that way in some, some cases. That first half just was just a tough match. We weren't really at, at our best. Newcastle did settle in a 4-5-1 defensive shape for Arsenal's attack. We swung between wings on the left and right, for Saka and Martinelli, and it was all tight. I mean, add to that, you know, the the ref was just brandishing brandishing yellow cards for both teams. It was just so horrible. In fact, it added to the nerves a lot more tension on the field, just the fear of red cards for any of the players or suspension, seeing how they may have will meet their limits in the first half. I mean, it, it just there was just so much going on. Yes, it was drama, but not the type of drama you would expect. Hey, we can't really dictate how things go, but um, yeah, the just the nerve, those nerves was just a lot. And you know, looking at the the fear of Saka or Silva getting booked, thank God that didn't happen. So now we know we have a whole team for one of the major te- games coming up pretty soon. Given how defensive this game went, plus the physicality, Arsenal didn't didn't have it their way at all. Just. We were out of rhythm, out of sync. Things weren't really flowing as we wanted to. We didn't pose ourselves in most part of the game, but it didn't reflect it because we only had one shot and goal in the first half. That's not good at all. That is on characteristic of how we typically would look at on the stat sheet. Not about the stats, but how we kind of perform and translate that in the box, in the final third, with those kinds of possessions. But, we're talking about Newcastle with the best defensive team, so this is the first for us in, in this reaction. The ref, he just decided to put himself as a topic in this game. He missed a number of bad calls and VR. I mean, you have this chance to go and review and look at things. Remember, folks, we had that report come out within um, that walk-up break where there were several calls that they admitted in wrong you know, uh, decisions and all that now this continues. I was really curious after they, they admitted to these, these omissions and mistakes I didn't really hear what they were going to do to rectify that. Is this going to be a real time decisions to correct those or what would they do because more of these admissions only leads to nothing. So here again we are, VR it's not just bad calls against Arsenal but it's clearly that they need to do more work to fix all of this. In the start of the second half, Arsenal got again going a bit better than the first half. Our rhythm, as I mentioned, was disrupted, but we managed to stay compact on the front foot. I mean, we're just trying to make something happen, but we just continue having poor execution on the box. The attack was lacking and we're not really in sync. I was thinking VR would come on, but to replace who? Saka? I mean, Saka wasn't that bad, but this is one of those where you're not you're not really sure how things went. I'm okay with the decision that, you know, Arteta went with just minimizing, you know, um, substitutions, but it speaks to a much bigger problem that we'll get down to much later. That would have, because it's really clear that maybe some of these substitutions or if those changes happened, it would have hurt us, which I believe, you know, as I mentioned, Speaking to a bigger issue of our depth, now the window's open. We know who we're we're looking for, but I know there's more. I don't need to remind anyone that we also need a real good backup for party because when he's not on the on the field, when he's not in the middle of that uh, midfield for us, we just know that it's not it doesn't look like how we look or how we have looked so far this season. Just knowing that we need that backup for party, it's priority. We have so much of these open open spots that needs to be filled. Quality players at that. So, again, we'll be hopeful that something comes out this window as tight as it may be. We just keep our fingers crossed. Until then, let me get right into my top three Arsenal performance in the game. First up, Party, With very minimal errors, I think he handled midfield very well. He kept attackers in front whilst navigating pressure from Newcastle with the way that they would try to press him the way they wanted to like really squeeze him in and get the, get the ball back but he managed to be very resistant and maneuver away from that really working with uh, Zinchenko and that was a very good effect or how they managed that situation at no point did the party look or feel to be overrun again just the quality that he possesses and I think this also had in part to the fluid change of our formations where you would see Zinchenko you know pull into the midfield and get the ball with there and have some sort of rotation between himself party and Jaka. and um it was just I think he put up he put up a really fine game and to me he, he he really helped manage most of the kinds of situations that we were facing with Newcastle and how their structures were because they stood real firm. They were just really tight to break down, you know, like two-layer blocks, low blocks of how they were going to, you know, stay to receive the ball or defend. My second player, Big Gabby, he played really tight. I mean, he fed very good passes to the attack. To me, he looked just ready for this game. He had a very nice chance to score, and he still stayed stayed tucked in on a couple of set pieces. Not sure what the ref and the VRR explanation is on the missed big call for Big Gabby. It is just ridiculous. But hey, we move on, and um, we just we just leave it at that. And then my th- my final player is His passes, his movements, tackling, interception. He just kept us on the front foot at times in the second half. I liked his contribution in the middle with party, as I mentioned, and that was really immense. I thought he made so much of the switch plays. And those movements, very seamless. Good game for him, and it shows that these are the kind of qualities that we w- would need for our team and the kinds of flexibility that are required when we are play- playing tough teams because those are the levels that we're going to be moving up to and those are the kinds of competition that we will be seeing much more because it's, this is the first test at this level, but this is also a sample size of what we should have with the capabilities of the players and how they can switch informations and and situations when those arise on the, on the on the game. Now, for my other player, I'll have to go with Odegaard. I mean, he didn't really settle in the game well and make any serious imp- impact. No spark, a bit of panic shots and passes that looked really out of sync to me. I mean, granted, this was against the most defensive team, but this was where he could have shown a little bit more, done some more things that he knows, I know he, he possesses. I mean, I, expect, I expected more from him, and that's just that's just the only reason why I picked him. We didn't win this game, but more importantly, we didn't lose. So that's that. Party, Big Gabby, and Zinchenko are my top performance. I'll leave it there for now. Uh, until next time, folks, let's just continue to hope for better things for this team. Please share with your friends and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Take care, and bye-bye.